everybody, and welcome to the FPL Jingle, where we're living in opposite land today due to uh, some some weird, strange uh, matchups that happened during the weekend. But uh, how have you been, Steve, since the last pod? Well, I don't know. I tell you, Owen. Like, I woke up today and I was a little bit happier, and it's a little bit brighter out, and all the animals are a little bit happier, and you know, everything just seemed a bit better. Is this? Is it, was it like Shrek or something? Yeah, did yeah, it's like it? the start of it's like the start of any good Disney movie. Like, did yeah, you get, it was, did you get All Star? Is that the name of the song? <laughs> yeah, Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I as I busted out of the toilet. Yeah, Smash Mouth is playing. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean everything was pretty much normal, other than that. Apart from getting a, a, like a, a just a, a random horse just showed up and took me to work, which that was great. But, uh, I can't quite put my finger on why I feel so good, but maybe we'll get to that later on. I don't know. Maybe, probably not. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, how was your weekend? So my weekend was interesting. What did I do? I was doing skiing training in Antwerp. That's what I did. Uh, indoor skiing. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of I did a lesson, but then I went on to another place, and uh, there was a, the baby slope, and I was I was I was serious on the baby slope. I was maybe the best skier there. <laughs> And I said, I'm trying out. <laughs> you and other, you and all the other five year olds ripping shit up. <laughs> I was busting toddlers out of the way. Was, <laughs> they were crying. It was. They, they weren't it, even on the slope. I just, I just fucking punched them. It was. Uh, it was uh, a, a thunder bastard of a display of skin. <laughs> and I said I'd try out the big slope. Big mistake. Uh, is there no medium slope? Is there no is there no teenage slope? There was no step in between. No, uh, so I kind of, along with it, obviously being, yeah, it, it's steeper. That's that's the thing. It's it's look a lot an awful lot longer, but a lot steeper. And uh, I like it was very scary sometimes. For the first time, I said, "All right, I'm going to go at this the same as I was going at the other one," and I was fucking moving. Uh, thank God I didn't hit one. I, f- I hit anyone. I fell. I have actually have a cut in my nose, but uh, I'll recover from that. <laughs> yeah, did you hear about that actor who died in a skiing accident? He hit another skier when he was going down the slope, and he like died of like brain trauma. Wow. Okay. No, I hadn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Something yeah. to remember when you're going skiing. Uh, I will. <laughs> I, 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 I always <laughs> think of Schumacher, but um, no, uh, Michael, no. <laughs> I uh, I went back into small slope for a while. I got into big slope a lot more careful. Mm. And I was fine, but uh, yeah, no. That what I would be worried about is hitting someone else. Like I, I do don't you, care if I hurt myself. Fine, you know. But, uh, yeah. Do you, Do you know the 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 meme I just referenced? It's like uh, it's like when girls talk to each other. It's like if you could go back in time and they like see their ancestors, and it's like when when men go back in time and it's like Michael Schumacher skiing, and they're like, <laughs> no, Michael, no. <laughs> Yeah, or like uh, maybe uh, stopping the kid falling into Harambe's cage or something like that. As well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. that's good. Uh, it sounds like you'll have a good time anyway. I have to, I have to uh, put out the uh, the old podcast symbol into the sky and see who'll be uh, available to take your spot permanently. Permanently. Do you know what I was thinking about today? Is um, I don't know, should I mention this on the pod, but I, I was thinking of, of like changing like a little bit the format of the show of having like me hosting it and having two people to draw from rather, rather than me attempting to hash out what actually happens in football because I don't watch any of it. If I could just host it and just like have two people to chat to, that would be mm. nice. 
You, uh, so you basically want to outsource your job of hosting the podcast, is that correct? I want So something to... you do something you do for enjoyment you you no longer want to do out of pure laziness. I want to the show to be me gleaning tidbits of information about two knowledge sources. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's I think that sounds cool. Um, it, it does. I'm, I'm, I wish you had mentioned this to me before we went on air, but like, <laughs> we're in it now. Yeah, I was going to so. say, does this make good podcasting material? Maybe we should move <laughs> on to the, the week that was in fantasy oh, yes. football. Very much. Um, so I'll start. Uh, Connell McMullen beat Porrick Sheehan, 49-39. Connor Skehan, after a little scare with subs, uh, beat Stephen Lyons, 40-34. Well done, Connor. That left me top of the table. Mitchell Bear got tied top of the table. Uh, on top on points, top of the table. Mm. Top of the table. Mitch, no. Mitch, Mitch's forty-five was enough to beat John's thirty-three. Uh, Mark Clossy and Cahill Connolly drew fifty-one all. Nice. Uh, Ty Flynn also scored fifty-one, which is enough to beat Paddy. Even nicer. I didn't check the standings, but how are you getting further and further away from 13th, I suppose? Mm, I'm nervous. Well, he's no, actually, he's still in 12th. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, a rare <laughs> a, <laughs> a rare win for Leitrim. Saw so, so Ray beat Mark Gary 43-30 in the, oh. uh, in the Dunanor Derby. I don't know what this is called. This used to be the biggest matchup, yeah. in, 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 definitely back in FIFA, and it still still gets the fans going. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason that his team is named Joe Allen, and he has a picture of Joe yeah. Allen as his team. As his team, like it's definitely still carries over to this day. It and, lives, uh, lives on. Yeah, like, but all the results you're reading out so far, I'm really much enjoying, and I'm really looking forward to getting to the the rest of them. So yeah, please there's, continue. There's two more. Uh, Andy, no, there's three. <laughs> Andy beat Thomas forty-seven thirty-four. Nice scoring, Andy. Rare win for him too. The bottom of the table really doing very well. And the story of the week, Gary Fowley, bottom of the table, scored the highest, got 64 to own Dylan's 22. Um, so, will we look at Connell's matchup or something? No, I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll look back at uh, the other matchup that was the main story of the week. That was the front pages. Gary's was the back pages. <laughs> um, was, was, was my win over you, uh, 60 to 42, a comprehensive thrashing. Oh, was that you? Uh, uh Saka best boy it is it is um I know the I know that I know that you uh you say that you can't see color own but that is a picture of Bakayo Saka and and not me but uh, that is <laughs> that that is my team so it's Saka's team is what you're telling me I don't mind losing uh, well to I mean I, it's like uh it's like the bit with Harry it's, it's how he's avoiding it so I don't know if you saw this but during the, the weekend Harry Maguire transferred Ronaldo out of his team and then because everyone noticed it he deleted his fa- his fantasy so basically I'm basically Bakayo Saka's like FPL guy so like yeah that's what we're that's, that's, maybe that's I should delete my fantasy after this week uh, I, ho- I hope you would yeah yeah I think I will I mean it's embarrassing it's a fucking joke yeah, you are losing, a joke. I losing agree. Losing to this caliber of opponent. Yeah, um, yeah, you should definitely quit the league. I think Make I me commissioner before you go, though. Uh, Paddy will be commissioner. I w- I very much protest. Um, where did you get your stupid sixty points, anyways? Uh, I got my great. Well, I got my great sixty points from five points from Kappa, even though I made six saves and should have had six points. No, no, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, he made five, he got five points. Uh, Cancelo got nine points for a clean sheet and an assist. Thiago Silva got four points for the, playing the two matches. Ben Davies got one point for the match and the yellow card. Matip got six points for a clean sheet. Robertson got uh, nine points for a clean sheet and an assist. Bowen got a goal. Madison got a goal. Maxman got a goal and a clean sheet point. And then Edward, Odson Edward and Josh King, two points each, bringing my total to 60. And I had Rashford on my bench for five so could have been higher potentially yeah if you were any good you might have got a decent score <laughs> yeah second highest score of the week yeah pretty shit i mean like the bottom the guy Does that the, make you the so guy in the bottom of the table scored higher than you but uh well it, it still leaves me top of the table importantly um well, I mean, do we want to go through your team, or do you just want to? Do I'm you just, just not care. Do you I'm, just not care about your team? I'm gonna bitch and moan a bit if that's okay. Mm, uh, that sounds so, very on brand. Yeah. So Ronaldo double game week plays seventy minutes in total is shit. Uh, continues to be shit. Uh, I offered you a trade for Ronaldo, and you rejected it. So it's your own fault. What did you offer me? Um, fuck it. I can't remember. It involved Mares anyway. It was oh, I a do double rem- trade. I remember it was Rashford Mares for like Ronaldo, someone else. And I was like, someone yeah. shite. Yeah. Um, well, I look coming into the week, I was like, right, no Ronaldo, no Martinelli, no Coutinho, no Ruben Diaz. Um, and was there someone else? And obviously, I obviously I can't bitch and moan about Mane and Son being on the bench. I knew that, so that was seven players that I kind of was like, oh, I don't have them. Or is it six? Uh, yeah. No, I well, I I told you because Gerard said during his press conference that Coutinho wouldn't play against United, and then he lied yeah. and played Coutinho anyway, and he scored a goal. So well, he, co- he came maybe. on as a sub, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, but he came on as a sub, but he was a key player in both goals, so he was a very yeah. important player. Absolutely, um, but like, yeah. So I did, I did get points. I got Allison, Kukurea got two two pointers. Laporte got six. Devinson Sanchez gets a zero. Uh, obviously, the game against Arsenal cancelled. Then I didn't get Martinelli. Tellez got the assist and appearance points for me. Two different games. Coutinho and Gallagher scored goals. Then Bilva, Eman, Dennis, and Ron all blanked. So I was happy to have a forty-two. Going into the week, I was thinking, "Shit, this is going to be like really, really bad." But I was, I'm happy to have got forty-two and to be missing that many players and. You know, green shoots. I've lost to the two Steves this week. Just not this week. Like in the last ten weeks, like I've lost whatever two games, and it's been to Steve Lines and to yourself. And nice. you, they're like super high scores on both occasions. So I'm, I'm like okay with that. Like, I, I at least I'm winning on my easy days. So mm, I think you should just quit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit up, still a bit upset. Still reeling from the last you reel you reel on so and i'll just go through the the league table and the european table as it stands <clears throat> so uh, uh steve lyons and own Kahidi are tied for first place on 49 points each connell is in third on 43 points mark is in fourth not for long on 42 points paddy is in fifth on 42 points i'm in sixth on 41 porrick is in seventh on 39 Cahill Connolly is in 8th on 37. Connor Skeen is in 9th on 37. Mitchell Barr is in 10th on 36. John Scanlon is in 11th on 34. A bit of a drop-off from John, considering his, like, 8 or 9 game win streak. 5 losses Tyg, on the trot. Yeah. Tyg is uh, in 12th on 31 points. Mark Clossy is in like 13th that. on 28. 
Thomas is in 14th on 24. Ray Foley's in 15th on 16. Team Autodraft doing better than three people who are, I suppose, actually playing the game, which says a lot. Um, Andy is in 16th on 15 points. Uh, Owen Dillon is in 17th on 13 points. And Gary is in 18th on 12 points. Real like a real feast of famine for Owen Dillon going from first last season to to joint to second last this season shows how how swings and roundabouts of fantasy yeah absolutely um he's he's on 10 win lists there at the moment i think as well what happens to a lot of people is is if if you're doing well the first five or six weeks you're hooked for the season but if it goes wrong you probably fall out of interest and then you might come back and there isn't much to pick up and you're like fuck i've kind of dropped the ball mm. um but yeah well, I, I, I i the hunger is still there i can see in all those guys because they're all still active in the chat and all i think we'll, yeah we'll be anxious for next year's draft when it does come around well, there's there there's up but there's also the the cup which we we have we won't talk about today but the other the other one then is the european league which you know, still keeps it interesting, especially if you're because it's not every single week and it's just based on points scored. So, um, if we look at that, we have Connell in first in the Champions League on two hundred forty-seven. Was that the Jingle League? No, it's the Champions League because we discussed this and we agreed on it, and that's what it's called from now on. Uh, Owen, you're in second on two hundred twenty-two. John's in third, one hundred eighty-two. Mark in fourth, one hundred seventy-eight. Porrick in fifth, hundred and seventy-one, and then Owen Dillon in sixth on one hundred and thirty. Um, so twenty, one hundred and twenty. No, what did I say? Sorry, one hundred and thirty. Oh, sorry, I misread it. Um, like, it's a little bit small on my screen. That's why. Um, like, then, it's amazing. He's averaged less than twenty-five points a week <laughs> for like six weeks. Is it five or yeah. six weeks? It's five weeks. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then in the in the Europa League then Cottle is in first on two hundred and forty nine, I'm in second on two hundred and thirty five, then there's a bit of a drop off, Mitch is in third on hundred and seventy nine, Steve Lyons in fourth on hundred and seventy eight, Paddy's in fifth on hundred and seventy, and Ray is in sixth on hundred and forty five. And then to round it off, there's the Europa Conference League where Tig is tied at the top with Gary on hundred and forty hundred and eighty four, sorry, hundred and eighty four. Connor Skeen okay. is in third on 166. Uh, Andy is in fourth on 152. Mark Clossy is in fifth on 150. And Thomas is in sixth on 145. So uh, if I look at it there, Connell has a 25-point lead with two weeks left in the Champions League. Cahill has a 14-point lead on me with two weeks left. And... Uh, Tyg and Gary are tied at the top of the conference league with two weeks left, so still all still all to play for, kind of, for a lot of people. Yeah, um I had gained eighteen points on Connell. He was way ahead, but then he gained seven on me this week. That's why he's twenty five ahead. Um but I you know, I still have two weeks to work on that. Um what else? Oh yeah, obviously Gary's sixty four this week is massive in, in the conference league. I yeah, think he, I think he jumped from really? bo- bottom to top or something, basically. Uh, basically yeah i think he was yeah. like fifth when i was doing this up um and yeah like a massive jump and like it's not like tyg had a bad week either he scored 51 points so like it's yeah like so 
but like if you look at Gary, if you look at Gary's, the first week was like sixty three, then a thirty five, then a twenty two, and then a sixty four. So, uh, kind of hit and miss um, in terms of form. But yeah, no, it's very interesting. I'll play for still. Yeah. So. And you, you mentioned that that uh, people lower in the league might have Europe to play for, but they also have. If if you're down that far, you have 12th to try and play for because I will say the bottom six are going to be playing for a fiver come the end of the season in the playoff period. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, the, uh, it's, I don't I, even I don't even think uh, you'd spend it. You just get it framed or something like it's just almost not even worth it. It would be nice to have a brain, but yeah, it's. I think it's worth trying to. If you get into twelfth, you have an opportunity to win your buy-in back. You know, you get your twenty-five euros and, and you play the season for free, which is you know at, at least you have that. Yeah. We really uh, should try and uh, make a make like a, a couple of trophies, like the Sacco in um, the league. Yeah, like a, a big one because we have some trophies, but we don't make you know kind of a deal about. Like obviously, I have the cup here. I don't really make as much of a deal about it as maybe I should. If we got like bigger, mm. bigger, more expensive, fancy looking things. <laughs> I wonder, is it should it be like when they decided to upgrade the World Cup trophy? It's like the one that they had originally was like nice, but maybe it just needs a bit of an upgrade. So, like, are you saying you want to customize the one we have? What? No, I'm saying we should like maybe design a new one or something. We could rob the Liam McCarthy. And use... I don't think they'd notice. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. All right, that's decided. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that all of the opening part of the episode that we usually do? Uh, I believe so. So. We can move on now if you want, or we can continue to talk about your loss to me. I I don't even like I don't even remember that. So yeah, let's move on. I'll remind you it was sixty to forty two. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on for the sake of the listeners to the next segment. All right, let's get down to business and uh, try to dissect the Premier League game week twenty two. Um, just not a minute. As bad and all as I was last week, I'm at a balls of reading the results. I forgot to do I, I almost forgot to do it this time. So I'll try it. I'll try again. Brighton and Palace drew 1-0. City beat Chelsea 1-0. Norwich beat Everton. And Benitez got sacked in a 2-1. Wolves beat Southampton 3-1. Very strange for Wolves to be scoring. Newcastle and Watford drew 1-1. Villa and United drew 2-2. West Ham lost to Leeds 3-2. Liverpool beat Brentford 3-0 in a standard affair. Chelsea drew their second game of the week 1-1 with Brighton. Uh, Spurs got a nice win over Leicester 3-2, or maybe a bad loss for Leicester, that is. And Man United then went on to beat Brentford 3-1. So the first game we were interested in was West Ham versus Leeds. And maybe, Steve, you can help me understand why Lanzini is playing holding mid. Um rotation more so than anything else uh i think um susek has played and, and rice have played almost every game together in that holding midfield pairing and i Su- think susek, susek has covered yeah yeah there you go so and they don't really have too many other players in that position mark noble i assume would probably be the would have been i've assumed the best person to deputize in that role but it shows that they clearly don't have that much faith in him to play a full he, 90 minutes he has a knock it says here he wasn't on the bench <laughs> sorry maybe i wasn't the best person to ask about this no, game. well, well no you, you've just but, highlighted uh, why lanzini played there susek and noble yeah. were not available that's why it happened so, and that's why vlasic um, got a start 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Vla- um, Vlasic and Fornals, I think, as well, got a start who got the got the goal for them. So that was. Um, I think we recommended him in our players to potentially pick up, and that was good. I think you I, were potentially talking about getting him, weren't you? Hovered over it for ages. I was like thinking, well, I dropped Martinelli for Fornals, and I was thinking. I don't know. I, I usually like to not do things if I'm humming and hawing for that long. And yeah. uh, I just said, keep Martinelli for the long run. Also, I, I didn't know at the time that the game was going to be cancelled with Spurs. So, But also, yeah, I was looking well, at Gallagher. Well, Gallagher, I might drop. But. Nobody really knew what was going to happen. You're going to drop Conor Gallagher. Let me know when you do that so I can pick him up. I'm um, thinking about it. Do let's, it. Let's do see. It. Let's see. Do it. Do it. I'm pressing, <laughs> anyway. the, bu- I'm pressing the buttons right now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Leeds took the lead, uh, the lead early through Jack Harrison, uh, about ten minutes. Uh, Bowen then responded with a nice goal to make, um, to make it one all. Harrison then responded a few minutes later to make it two one. Uh, second half, then Fornals made it uh, two all before Jack Harrison then again for his first career hat trick um, to make it three two. Um, Leeds uh, Leeds also had to contest with uh, injuries to two of their players, Forshaw who was playing in the centre midfield, had to come off, and um, so did Junior Firpo to just add to their misery <laughs> in terms of injuries. But uh, this is a really... It feels like any time Leeds get a win, we say it's a big win, because the last time they won, I think, was... Was it Newcastle or Watford or someone like that? Someone kind of lower down that they beat. And we, we were all like hoping that this would be them kicking on. Um, but you really do hope that they kick on now. Uh, it seems like they're getting some of their players back. We say Bamford that we say that every week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we actually we don't because we don't talk about Leeds every week. But um, like you, you look at their back four. Dallas was playing out of position as a right back. Luke Ailing, who is the right back, was playing centre back. Junior Firpo, who is the left back, had to come off injured. Uh, Robin Cock, who I think is usually more of a centre back, is playing CDM. You know, Dan James is playing up top, who isn't a striker, so they're having to just make do. But they're 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 bolstered by the fact that they have Rafinha, who's just an absolute baller. He had a free kick that I swear hit the uh, point between the crossbar and the post, and it would have been such a great goal had it gone in. Uh-huh. I think I said something. I said I think I said something about the time that is the best free kick never I've I've seen never scored. Um, yeah, but, he, uh, he's keeping them up. More or less on his own, isn't he? I mean, like yeah. You know, there's definitely there's definitely times in er, in games where he's gone, fuck it, I'll do it myself, and kind of put the team on his back. And I think that shows because you know Bayern Munich were potentially interested in signing him this January transfer window before Kingsley Coman decided to sign a contract extension. So shows you the kind of um, uh, the kind of level that he's at. He's he's, but, uh, he's, Ham- he's Saint Maximan, just actually good. Yeah, it shows you as well, well, West Ham are going to be disappointed with this result because they had played Leeds in the FA Cup only the weekend before and beaten them. So they'll be disappointed that they couldn't do the back-to-back, especially in terms of that race for fourth place. But uh, like they've still got a lot of good players. Like, um, you know, they Fornals played, um, he scored a goal, Bowen scored a goal. Uh, you have Vlasic there who can come off the bench, Yarmolenko as well. Like we we talked about Lanzini, Rice is a good player. Um, I think Issa Diop went off injured in this game, so they'll be hoping that isn't too serious. But they've got Cresswell and Kufal back, which is good. So they're getting they're getting healthy. 
Yeah, uh, Zuma is coming back early February. That'll be big for them because uh, Dawson and who who command for Jap? Sonny Perkins. That's not going to cut it. So no. Uh, if they if they can get like who Kurt Zuma and maybe Diop fit, uh, but mm. what'll be most important for them is having Susek in midfield alongside Rice because that that just makes them a good team. Antonio is not as good as he was at the start of the season, uh, but I think like obviously the likes of Bowen, Fornells, and etc. are doing enough that he doesn't actually need to be good. Yeah, um, yeah, they're making up for him at times, especially. Yeah, I would more more so than Leeds. I think West Ham in a few weeks will be very good. Um, yeah like i don't think they've ever really gone away they just had a couple of they just had a blip here and there but like that's kind of to be expected with the like they're obviously challenging for the top four but that's not usually where they are you know Moyes is doing a great job so you expect a, a lot a loss like this every now and then but they're still in with it definitely so yeah and a few players there available to pick up would you is there any team do you think that has room for harrison now or is that just a waste of time um, I don't know. There probably be people that are, uh, there probably be people that are buying into the hype and thinking Leeds are back, and they do play Newcastle next week. So it depends if you're if you're pretty desperate and there's no if you have a, a spare fourth midfielder spot available, he's not the worst choice. But I don't know. I don't think one game. It's it's the exception to the rule. I would I think. Hmm. Um, I think I agree with you. I won't be picking him up myself. Um, so the next game I wanted to look at was Everton's pitiful loss to Norwich 2-1. Uh, obviously, Benitez getting the sack after this one. Uh, but like, we were kind of chatted before we came on. Like There, there is green shoots at Everton. Um, maybe for, for <laughs> Certainly for someone interested in terms of fantasy. But as a team, they're fucking bollocksed. Um yeah. yeah, this was a. I was watching this game in the pub. Um, it was on at the same time as the Connacht game, so it was kind of back and forth. But like Norwich just play, played better in the first half. Like Everton have a. They've had a habit now in the last while. They had a game against Brighton where they conceded within the first three minutes. I think their game before this, they conceded within a minute. I think it might have been in the FA Cup. And then in this game, they got off to a slow start as well, and they conceded early again. And then they conceded a poor second goal, I think, later on in the first half. And then, you know, they kind of came back at it in the second half. Richarlison scored a ridiculous overhead kick that was lovely to watch. But, yeah, they just couldn't get back into the game. They had Calvert-Lewin back for probably not the first time, but, like, I think it was his first time starting in a long time. So he's probably got a, uh, a little bit to get back into it. I know he missed a penalty uh, either in the FA Cup or in the Premier League game, Premier League game before that, so he's still not back to his best. But he's an interesting option. Richarlison, who was interested for a while, is probably going to be available on people's waivers. Um, like they signed that left back um, Mikolenko, who is a bit of an attacking left back. He played uh, for Ukraine in the Euros and started at left back over Zinchenko. Or no, I think Zinchenko might have been playing further forward or not. Can't remember exactly, but he played, he played at left back field. in the game against England. Um, so there's definitely interesting players there. Not a whole pile of them. Obviously, Andre Gray is a, a an inter- really interesting player. 
And I think if you can get Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin around him, that'll only make all three of them better. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to look at like Everton's bench and injured players and put together the good team that you might say will be nice when they. You can't get... put together a good team with Everton. Mm, you can put no. together a decent group of players, but not enough to make a full eleven. Because I mean, like, it, 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 you, you have to be saying, "Oh, great, Andros Townsend and Anwar El Ghazi <laughs> are now available." Um, oh, stop! I uh, forgot look, about El Ghazi. Richard Charleston is that's great. Like having Richard Charleston, the Everton team is great, but. Uh, okay, yeah, he's a forward, but I, I, I'd sooner be going for a West Ham or Leeds player than Anderton at Everton. I, 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 I'll wait for Everton to come into form before I pick anything up. Is my thoughts there? Yeah, well, you, the only three, the only other thing I'd say is like they've gotten, but they got rid of Benitez now, which I don't understand at all. It doesn't make sense because they gave Benitez the keys to the kingdom. Uh, they sold Luca Dean, who they really liked and was a really good player for them because he didn't get on with Benitez, and then they sold, they sacked Benitez the very next game. Like, why sell him if you're thinking about selling Dean? Because D- Benitez was the whole reason that Dean left. So I don't know; it doesn't make any sense to me. They're they're a very they're a terribly run club. The only thing I'd say is that Duncan Ferguson, when he took over the last time. Uh, before Ancelotti came in, they they played pretty well. Um, so you're kind of thinking, can he do the same thing again? I think he probably can because the group of players is more or less the same, bar maybe one or two names. And with Charleston back, they might go back to that old formation they were playing under Conte, which is like a four four one one, where like uh, Calvert-Lewin up top and Richarlison in behind him, and that seemed to work pretty well. But we'll see. There's definitely there's definitely something interesting there. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, what I will say about the Dean, Dean sale is, like, I suppose Everton never were going to get more than twenty five million for him. So for them to get real money is probably okay. But uh, yeah, I think they'd rather have kept him. Sometimes the money doesn't matter. I mean, like, you know, when they go and spend fucking hundreds and hundreds of millions on loads of shite players getting 25 of it back off one of their good players isn't really isn't yeah like really because of 40 40 for a Wobie, 30 for walcott like they like there's just loads of players like that Cheng Cheng tossin is still on the books uh gabaman who i don't think is played for them or is a real person like there's, there's just countless there's countless players you can name uh, that Everton have signed in the last three to four years that have just been terrible signings. Yeah. Like yeah, you can go back to the the, the Ronald Koeman days when they went and spent over, like over like a hundred million Euro, uh, pounds on players, and like they were all shite. <laughs> like it's terrible, and that's the reason that they're in such bad shape in terms of financial fair play and why they probably. Uh, they sold Dina to because he wasn't going to play for Benitez, but probably didn't hurt their pockets either. I would think so. But um, yeah, well, I'll move us along to the smash and grab that took place. Uh, Stefan Bergwin got two goals uh, to help Spurs beat Leicester. I was hoping I might get to see him at PSV when he was making the move, but maybe after this he won't. Uh, Spurs with a whole pile of games in hand and are now becoming a team that you say are good? Question mark. Um, <clears throat> getting there. Uh, I don't think they're. De- they definitely would say that they're not the finished product under Conte, but they're unbeaten under Conte so far uh, since he's taken over. I think in the Premier League anyway. They obviously lost that game in the Europa Conference League. Um. Uh, yeah, like Kane's got back on the score sheet. He loves a goal against Leicester. He arguably maybe could have had 
one or if not two more because there was two goal line clearances earlier on in this game to keep a nil nil um and then Leicester hit them on the counter and Pats and Daka kind of got a bit lucky from a rebound that was a kind of half attempt at clearance to make it one nil uh they uh, Spurs hit Leicester with an over the top through ball from Winks and Kane just um they just fake shots it past Sayonku and then um curls it into the far far corner um, then in, uh, late into the second half, uh, Harvey Barnes comes on and is instrumental in setting up Madison for the goal that makes it 2-1. You think the game's pretty much dead at that stage. Uh, they bring on Bergwijn, um just to see if they can do anything. <laughs> um, and then in injury time, he manages to score a brace. Uh, Seonku, just like absolute pantomime villain, was going over and giving out to Bergwijn when he pretend when he was injured or pretended to be injured or whatever. And then Bergwijn goes and scores. And then uh, from the kickoff, uh, Tielemans gives the ball away to Hoiberg, who uh, plays it plays it to Kane, who plays a really nice ball into Bergwijn, and um, he he slots it past Schmeichel into the far corner. And uh, and as it's going in, uh, you can see Sionku sliding past, and then he like tries to like slap the ball out <laughs> and pretend that it didn't cross the line, but it was funny. And uh, in the celebration, Lucas actually jumped on the shoulders of a steward <laughs> to celebrate. And the steward was not happy about it, let's just say. Do you not um, get a yellow? I see you know he's not yellow. That's mad. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Lester bottled it. Um, kind of something that you're kind of used to seeing a little bit under Rodgers. I know they won the FA Cup last year, but there's definitely this this type of result in them. Like, they had this game won. There's no way that they should have lost this game because they were time-wasting almost from the, the very minute they, they scored to make it 2-1. Players were going down pretending they had cramp and all that kind of crack. And, yeah, for that to happen, like, just shouldn't have happened. But Spurs are good. Getting there, I wouldn't say great. Um, they've still got issues around the back. Uh, better teams will take them apart better than Leicester did and they still don't create enough up front for me there's this kind of papered over what would have been a bad loss for them because they just didn't seem to have much uh lacelso coming on in the second half kind of helped things doherty was a lot better than emerson royale uh down the right hand side but yeah there i wouldn't be i wouldn't be getting overly hyped yet yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I see how this, you know, this nice win in games in hand makes Spurs look decent. But you know, you look, I'm looking at both lineups and I'm kind of like, this is a bit of a mishmash of shite. Like Leicester are missing, obviously, most, you know, like Dakan, Luckman start, Drewsbury Hall starts, Al Brighton. It's a back five, Chowdhury starts, Vestigard. They're missing, you know, like whatever, four or five starters. In, mm. in, in they're, missing, uh, they're, they're missing Amarte, they're missing Ndidi, they're missing Vardy. They're missing Johnny Evans. Um, Johnny Evans. Wesley Fafana has a long-term injury. Castagna. Um, Castagna, yes. They're missing a lot of players. And maybe this <laughs> maybe this uh, loss to Spurs is potentially the reason why Arsenal cancelled their game. Like, if you can get away with it, why not? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so. yeah. Leicester and, and, and Leeds both doing the right thing despite having majority of players fucked with COVID or something. But... Um, yeah, <laughs> doing uh, the right thing. Okay. I'm looking at yeah, like Spurs managed to get three goals playing Heisberg, Winks, and Skip in a midfield three, and like I, I wasn't aware any of those three players could pass the ball or do anything interesting. Uh, you know, the goals, you know, two goals after the 90 minutes is a, a freak event. Kane, Bergwin, 
involved in it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, did I say Son? They only had Lucas Mora. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you didn't say Son. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's 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 a tough one to read into. It's, it's I don't know what what to glean from it really. I don't think there's much you can glean from yeah. it. I think the result the result is just a shock. Uh, it, it it like nine, 99 times out of 100 it doesn't end this way. And then everyone's going, "Oh well, Spurs played pretty poorly, didn't they?" Whereas two goals conceded by Leicester in injury time. I say two goals conceded because I don't really think Spurs scored them. It was just poor from Leicester to give the game away and then all of a sudden the narrative is flipped on its head. Um but I wouldn't be getting overly excited just yet. No. Okay, uh, those are the three games we wanted to touch on. So let's move ahead to uh, our... No, the, the yeah, the three attacks and three defences that we like the look of. The preview for game week 23, yes. Let's do that. On to game week 23. Uh, the matches coming up this week are Watford versus Norwich, Everton versus Villa... Brighton will take on Wolves, Leeds versus Newcastle, Man United versus West Ham United, Southampton play Man City, Crystal Palace host Liverpool, Arsenal will play Burnley, Leicester versus Brighton, and Chelsea versus Tottenham in a 10 game game week. Nice to see a return to normality. Uh, Steve, you've three attacks picked out for us. What was the first one you were thinking? Um, first one is Villa against Everton. Um, just because Villa seem to be on a nice roll of form. Um, they've got Watkins, Ings, healthy. They've got Coutinho in, who's had a great start on his debut. Uh, Buendia's still done pretty well for them. Um, so there's a lot of go, go forward. Like McGinn is a nice player, box-to-box uh, gets goals. So there's a lot of forward uh, attacking talent to like about that Villa side, especially going up against an Everton team now that has an interim manager in Duncan Ferguson. I know we were just talking about how uh interesting they could potentially be with him as the interim manager but i still think that it's maybe a little bit too soon um for that so i think i fancy villa to do a little bit of damage in that game you're probably right it'll, it'll take a little while to settle the ship uh loads of options at, at villa now maybe some missing or injured at the moment i.e bailey and now you weren't going to pick up Trezeguet anyways but yeah, Coutinho comes in. Jacob Ramsey is always getting forward there. Then you've Watkins, mm. Ings. Uh, are they going to sign Suarez? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> um, the reports I read recently, is I think it was this morning, are that they don't have any intention of letting Suarez leave in January. Um, which I think is almost kind of a good thing. I, I wasn't sure. I think too much of a too much of anything can be bad for you. And I think if you have... If you come so top heavy, where you have Ings, Watkins, Suarez, Bundia, Coutinho, Bailey, who's the other winger I'm thinking of? Um, like you know, it just it all just gets a bit much. Like, and you just lose the balance in the team. Um, I think, and especially if you're trying, if Watkins is developing into a really good <clears throat> Premier League striker, um, I don't know. I, I think they're I think they're fine with what they have. Yeah, I, I'd be having a big shout for Dean as well if he's available. I don't think he is in most leagues. But, um, uh, well, most people who had him would, would have kept him because like, he was yeah. playing at, like, you know, at Everton just going to Villa. Like, you know. uh, going, to a better, going to a better team in my eyes. Uh, oh, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. 
So then uh, Arsenal go to Burnley, and you see a few goals no, here. No, they play at home in the Emirates. Uh, okay, that game's in London, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I like Arsenal in this game. Burnley uh, just sold Chris Wood, their best striker. Um, they're coming off of a lot of games postponed due to COVID. I couldn't tell you the last time they actually played a game. So they're not going to be match sharp. Uh, Arsenal, meanwhile have had a break um, from that Spurs game. They'll play Liverpool in the Cup tonight, and then they'll go and play Burnley at home again on Sunday. So there'll be no travel for that. Odegaard looks like he's back. He's back training. Um, Smith-Rowe is is more than likely going to be fit again. Uh, They'll have almost a full contingent of players. There's talk that Partey might even be back uh, from the AFCON because Ghana got knocked out early in a surprise um, loss so uh, a lot of positives for Arsenal in that game uh, the only thing maybe holding them back is that either themselves or Burnley get the game postponed again so I, w- I would actually genuinely keep an eye out for that this time um, is there anyone knocking about maybe an Odegaard if he returns Smith Rowe will have been picked up Saka will have Martinelli at least in my league is gone Lacazette is uh, a good shout I think um, and he's one of those forwards that, that, that might just be left because of, you know, the value in forwards this season. Mm. And with Pepe, Aubameyang being away, maybe an injury. Aubameyang's back from the AFCON. Uh, he was sent back by Gabon. Um, they said that Arsenal requested them back, but Arsenal said that they didn't. So there's a bit of misinformation going around. Uh, either way, Aubameyang had COVID and now he has a potential heart lesions. Uh, which is why they're getting him checked out um, at their London medical ground or whatever it is. Um, but I don't think he'd feature in this game anyway. I think no, um, I, we, we they pro- want to. I think they're finished with him at this stage. There was an offer apparently come in from a, a Qatari side or a side from the Middle East anyway to take him on loan with an obligation to buy for like eight million or nine million euros in the summer. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't I, relying on him anyway. I, I don't think we'll see Aubameyang for a long time. I'd be I would be surprised if we see him again. Uh, so we've the third ta- attack you've picked out there is Watford. They go and play Norwich. Who got that two one win over Everton? But Everton are just shite. Um, yeah, Watford full steam ahead. I I reckon are going to get goals here. Um, they were they were a bit stifled by Newcastle. Newcastle kind of you know playing like. Maybe at times a five four kind of a setup or a four four two, and really really defensive in the second half. Um, yeah, um, I think Watford are decent for this game. They're they've got they managed to keep Dennis. They have Josh King. Um, Sar is a big enough loss for them, but he hasn't played for them for a long time due to injury. Um, they've got that guy. Uh, is a Kuko or Kiko Hernandez, Kuko Hernandez or something like that. He's interesting. So they have just they have a, lot, a bit of, a bit going forward, and they're playing at home to Norwich, who they got that win against Everton recently. But I, they're not that good. They their squad isn't good enough for the Premier League. So, um, yeah, I, I would expect Watford to get a win here. And 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 to score well while doing it, uh, Dennis and King, kind of the big lads you're picking up for the attacking mm. returns. Uh, obviously, Pedro scored a header there in in in, in that game. Um, but I, to be honest, I I don't have a great take on him. He's 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 taking Sarah's spot. Who's injured? So yeah, 
I suppose if if Dennis and King are available, go for them. But maybe not too far outside of those two fellas. No, like I mentioned, that Hernandez player is interesting, but I don't know if he starts. He maybe comes off the bench. So yeah, apart from those two, the main lads, I don't know how much you how in depth you look into it. Yeah, no. but uh, when you consider the other options that we had in terms of attacks uh, this this week, it was it was tough to pick a, a, a third. So. Yeah, yeah, I suppose the best of a bad bunch, good to note that. Yeah, um, yeah. so let's look for the, the clean sheets around the league, if we can find them, and we had an even harder job doing that. Uh, yeah. But I think the first one's a bit of a cert. Uh, yeah, Arsenal, um, again, playing Burnley, and I won't go rehash all the stuff I just said, but Arsenal defenders are usually available in most leagues. Um, like Tommy Asu is out injured. I don't know if he'll be back for this game. Um, at this at the time of a recording, might not be so. You'd be looking at a back four of Tierney or maybe Nuno Tavares if Tierney is is uh, isn't fit. Uh, Gabriel or Ben White, and then oof, do you put in Callum Chambers in there? Maybe, uh, potentially uh, Ramsdale and goal. Um, but there's definitely def- Arsenal defenders around. There almost always is so. Um, good option there i think yeah they're the type of defender that does get rotated in and out uh but a little bit of competition i suppose you're hoping to get gabrielle or white that they should have the center back positions locked down um yeah that's uh, that was the easiest of the week to pick out uh number two was wolves they are playing brentford um wolves have been good for like you know over the past whatever five six more weeks that they've gotten a number of clean sheets um Brent, yeah. brentford are, are are stuttering at best so uh yeah not i watched the either. um <clears throat> i watched the uh brentford united game and brentford really were hammering united in the first half but they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and wolves are a much more sound and solid defensive side who, like you mentioned, I think uh, have kept a fair few clean sheets in their last 10 games. I'd nearly go as far as to say it was like maybe six. Um, so that's that's good for them. Um, they started scoring a few goals as well. I think Adama Chori got his first goal last weekend for since May of last year, which is ridiculous when you consider he's a forward. Um, so... Like there's positive signs from Wolves. Brentford will be po- will take positives in the fact that they scored against uh, United yesterday, but that was from a long throw in. Uh, I wouldn't imagine the same amount of um, disorganization will go on within that Wolves uh, back three or back five. Connor Cody was is pretty good at uh, organizing the ship there. So, but like you mentioned, there's not a huge, um, uh, not a lot to pick from this week in terms of clean sheets, but they're a decent shout. Yeah, if I could get him, I'd be going for eight Nuri there. He, the Wolves aren't providing that many assists these days, but Nuri did get one uh, against Southampton. Semedo, I, I don't think, has got much of a return at all this season. Um, the centre-backs, uh, Cody got the goal there, but I, I wouldn't like to be relying on centre-back headers for attacking returns. But uh, yeah, loads of options there at Wolves, and probably a good week to go from. The last and, and dodgiest option we've highlighted is uh, Leicester. They're playing Brighton. And, yeah. uh, if they can get their shit together, maybe maybe we can see something that we we saw last season. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's uh, after watching that Spurs game, you'd you'd um, your opinion would be tainted of them. Um, 
just given the fact that they have those injuries as well. But it's just the fact that Brighton are the best side that you'd watch that just don't score goals. Uh, they scored against Chelsea from uh, Ben Webster, not Ben Webster, uh, Webster header from a corner. And apart from that, they had they had chances, but you just never backed them to score them. And I think that's where that kind of that this pick stems from. Um, but also, it stems from a bit of you look around the league, and it's Everton, Villa, not really Leeds, Newcastle, not really West Ham, United, and uh, Man United, not really. Uh, Southampton City banker Liverpool Palace kind of a banker Chelsea Tottenham I wouldn't really go near I don't know what that game's going to be so kind of <laughs> kind of the best of a bad bunch yeah I suppose if you have a City and a Liverpool defender you pick up something at Arsenal and you pick up something at Wolves that's most your team so I think yeah. we kind of have given a bit of advice there if you don't have a City and Liverpool defender that's your fault uh, <laughs> and just go and fucking fix it um, yeah, and try to do it with three Leicester centre backs because that's uh, that's the advice we're given. Mark week. Mark offered me a trade for Cancelo, and like I was like, you you sneak, like as if I'm going to give up Cancelo, like my best player, Barcelona, like away. After losing Reese James as well, it must have been a, a a dirty a dirty remark to have made. By it, t- it no, well, I mean, it wasn't a completely unfair offer. In fairness, I'm not going to bash him, but. Do like, do he, bash him. He took he, he took a bit of advantage of me while I was down, especially after the Reese James injury. Yeah, so very good. Yeah, will we move on then to um, the fan tracks matchups that we have this week? Let's see who Mark is playing. Yeah, yep. look, uh, we'll have a look. So Mark is playing Connell in a battle for the playoff spots. Oh, that's spicy. For the as ages. Fuck. Yeah, it's spicy, spicy for me anyway because I thought in seventh I was pretty much down and out of it and that win against you has really lifted my spirits and um got me back in within a, a point of i did it for the pod Mark. yeah <laughs> do, do it for the vine uh got me back within a point of mark and patty and i think two, within two of connell so uh, all to play for so you have that match up uh, and then you have uh yourself you're playing porrick and what'll be a, a bit of a spicy matchup as well yeah, yeah, Porrick's a, a high-scoring fucker, so I'm going to need to get my shit in order. Having the mm. having the Manny and Son taking up to two spots in the bench is a pain, and I also don't want to drop yeah. any of my mids. Like I mentioned Gallagher, I held on to Martinelli, then it's Bernardo Silva and uh, Coutinho at the moment. So uh, it, I, I would feel like I'm dropping something if I did drop any of them, so it's a bit of a, a, bit of a tough time yeah, at, mm. at, at Winnie the Pooh United. <laughs> United <laughs> FC yeah. I Limited should, I should, No do you know I should call it uh, 100 Acre Wood <laughs> uh, No that's what you call The ground where you play Yeah yeah. yeah well, that, that's, yeah. We're, we're reporting From 100 Acre Wood From now on Oh are we Okay yeah. sorry I didn't realise that uh, Steve then Is playing uh, Mitchell Barr And What he'll hope And will be A bounce back win Ty Flynn Who's playing pretty well Is playing Ray Foley And who uh, Who also is playing Pretty well Got a win against Mark um, Paddy is playing Gary um, who will be hoping Gary is back to his usual stuff not the highest scorer in the league uh, Owen Dillon is playing Mark Classy. Mark will be hoping for the win there Cottle is going up against uh, Thomas um, could go either way either I, I think that matchup it's it's yeah I, I'm interested very mid-table battle there but lads, lads fighting yeah. for kind of you know finishing positions to get into higher mm-hmm. playoff battles yeah. and get a bit more cash 
Uh, Andy is playing uh, Connor Skeen this week. Uh, that'll be interesting, I think, because Andy is projected to score higher than Connor. But uh, we'll see. And oops, sorry, touch the mic. And then uh, I'm playing John in what is like looks to be one of the most closely contested in terms of projected score. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm interested to see how uh, active John is in terms of uh, his lineup. <laughs> Because I was looking at it last week, and there's definitely some players that uh, <laughs> you wouldn't normally have, let's just say. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So um, do you want to give us a bit more detail on that matchup? So well, how, how are you looking? Um, I'm, I'm not going to give any detail away in terms of give it away. Uh, who am I... No, because you're in my wa- you're my waiver league, and I really uh, don't want to give it away. Uh, Ramsdale will be starting for me, though. Uh, Cancelo will start. Matip and Robertson will start. Thiago Silva will probably start, just given the fact that I have um, players on my bench that I want to keep, like Salah. Uh, Jared Bowen will start. Madison will start. Maximan will start. Um, I don't know whether to start Smith Rowe against Burnley. I don't know whether he will start against Burnley is the question. Like if he st- if he was going to start against Burnley, I will play him. But the last few games, up until this small little break we've had, he's always come off the bench. So I don't know. I I think I might start him again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because Odson Edward is playing Liverpool, so obviously that's not a good matchup for him. But yeah, what do you think? I'd drop Edward anyway. Uh, yeah, I'd get something else in terms of a forward. Um, mm. Yeah, you you. So you have. Would would you be considering dropping Smith Row? I mean, hold for one um, more week, see how it goes. But mm. I yeah, well, I you know I was considering dropping Rashford, but then he scored <laughs> against Brentford, so I'm tempted to try and hold on, and see uh, what happens there. Whether he starts uh, against West Ham at the weekend, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have a few, I have a few tricky decisions to make. Um, I think I have a couple already made, but we'll we'll move on maybe to your team and see how you're you're fixing for this weekend. Yeah, I was looking at mine today, and it's um, I certainly have a few defenders to ship out. Um, so let's see, I have Allison starting in goals against Crystal Palace. Then I have Alex Tellez uh, playing against West Ham. He's probably going to get dropped. Cucurella versus Leicester probably going to get dropped. I'll play the double city defense in Laporte and Diaz versus Southampton. Davinson Sanchez will probably get a game just because I like him. He, he does score against the shit teams and I don't have room on my bench. Bernardo Silva will play against Southampton. Martinelli will play against Burnley. Coutinho will play against Everton. Connor Gallagher then will probably stay on the bench for that Liverpool game. Uh, that leaves me with Ronaldo and Dennis uh, starting up top. I was thinking of moving out Dennis, but like it is Norwich, and we did, you know, we did mention Watford as a team to keep. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm contemplating dropping Dennis. Um, obviously, I have I have two defenders to get rid of as well. Uh, mm. Did I put in? A, I'm trying to see. Did I put in a pen, any pending transactions on what I was going to pick up? It'll probably just be what we. Oh, did. what? I'm trying to see if I have any pending transactions, but I don't. Yeah, but that's not what you said. What did you say? No idea. I thought it was. You said a pen, a pen, penny pending or something. No, I probably said pen twice. Uh, <laughs> see, I have to pick up two defenders. It'll probably be something like what we discussed on the pod, an Arsenal defender, a Wolves defender, something like that. Um, and hopefully get enough to beat Porik. Uh 
I'm not as comfortable as I used to be. I like two three two weeks ago or so I felt like I was top of the league and like probably very unlikely to drop out of the playoffs, but now I'm like, you know, after this loss and it's 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 hard to it's hard to field a team when you have the two guys on the bench. It's hard to say, yeah, this is the best possible team I can play because you're looking like fuck it, I've Connor Gallagher as my only sub and things like that, you know, it's mm. It's uh it's tough. It's a tough period in, 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 in fantasy football, but it's you know, it's why we do it. It's tough at Hundred Acre Lane, but we'll see how you we'll see how you get on this weekend. Yeah. We'll see how we get on. Uh yeah, I think we're about ready to wrap up, Steve, unless you've anything else to add on this week's pod. Uh no. Good pod. Good to be back. Back in kind of the natural flow of things. I enjoyed it. Um, if people want to follow along, they can do so at uh, on our Twitter at, at the FPL Jingle. Uh, they can also join our Discord, which will be in a link in the podcast description. And they can also see the league that we continuously talk about every week. Uh, for those that aren't involved in it, uh, there will be a link in there where you can go in and see the the, the standings and the previous matchups and future matchups to come. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening as always. And I'll let I own sign it off. Yeah, thanks for listening. I had great fun. Um, we'll forget about the the podcast derby that didn't happen. No, we won't. Um, 60-42, I won. End of pod. <laughs> <laughs>